Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. I am. Oh, oh, oh we're actually live now. I don't need to whisper. Oh, we're live. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, it, it happened. It mm-hmm. happened when you were um, kind of dozing off there for a little bit. Is it, I'm used to it. <laughs> hey, so what does your hat say? It looks like a, a broken down like bubble. It's like the question mark. Okay. There's also C C P. I see that now. I see it. And if you look really good, you'll see a cross. Oh snap. That is awesome. Come on, man. That's good. <clears throat> I love it. That's one of mine and Brian's buddies uh church. Actually, right up the street. Called Connecting Point. And uh I thought it was a great design, just like a true marketer. That it is. That really is cool. It really does look like one of those speech bubbles that's kind of broken yeah. down. The yeah. It's got a lot of cool looks to it. Anyway, TJ. Hey, thanks. You, thanks. You I spent, had nothing to do with Well, okay, you're wearing it. You're making it look mm. good. You spent a week, and you changed up what Jesus said when he said, I'll make you fishers of men, and you reverted back to being a fisherman. So talk to us about your experience catching some fish. Well, first of all, let's be very, very clear. I am the worst fisherman in the entire world. My mother-in-law for Christmas gave me a little kid's fishing pole from one of the movies. And so it's about this big. And um, obviously took it with me all the way to Minnesota, Minnesota. So we're in the middle of nowhere. Minnesota, very pretty, very, very pretty, very pristine lake. And uh, my wife's family goes up there every year. And for Christmas, they that was their Christmas present to us. We'll take care of everything. All you got to do is get here and bring whatever you need. Oh, and my. so that's what we did. And three of our kids went and uh, Logan brought his wife, which was a smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sure there's a story there somewhere. (laughs) Uh, You know, if he'd come without his wife, that'd been bad. (laughs) Yeah, probably. So uh, we go out fishing. They have like northern pike, musk, musk something, musky, which is like a bigger northern pike. I mean, they get big. Bass. Oh, they got Uh, some bass. And so I, I got caught world record, world record bass. Wow. It was this big. And there's no pictures? Dude, I sent you, I sent you pictures. Oh, I none of the world record bass you didn't. I saw a Dude, I don't mind your world record because I caught them. Your world record? Dude, it doesn't matter. It's all, it's all, <laughs> it's all semantics. It's all relative. Semantics. 
It's all relative. It's all relative. It was big it was enough. About a, five pound, about a five pounder, which is pretty good size bass. That's a good size bass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two of them. One one of us so big we threw it back. For for real. My mother-in-law says they're not good eating, throw it back. I'm like, whoa, 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 we gotta mouth this baby. Why 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 would a big fish not be good eating? Says it just when they when they get that big, they're they're very old and it just doesn't taste as good. It tastes more fishy. So we kept the other bass. I made sure I got so we fried some of that baby up. Mm. I did not fillet it. I had nothing to do with it. I did witness it. Mm-mm-mm. Our son Logan and my mother-in-law did all that, and I was like, "Thank goodness!" Praise Man, Jesus. My mouth's watering. Well, you were a fisherman this past week, and uh, now you're back to being a fisher of men and women. So true, true. But but my wife Alita, yeah, she caught a thirty inch, and then as soon as we left, my mother-in-law caught two forty inchers. Northern Northern Pikes. You know what? That's because, hey, hey, like mama, like daughter. Mama had to show daughter that she was still better than her. <laughs> well, that, and, and fishing, she definitely did, no doubt. And by the way, uh, hey, so I don't know if I'll ever fish again. I don't know if I can top what I caught. Normally, I have to take the bait out and say, hey, here, take a picture, because that's all I got. The bait. Well, hey, that actually reminds me. That reminds me of something when I was growing up. My dad, he was like, because uh, I was a teenager, I was rebellious, and he said, I, I guess, but I still am. One of the last spankings he ever gave me, he looked at me afterwards and he said, "Son, one of these days, you're going to be faster than me and stronger than me, but today is not that day." <laughs> So I can see Alita's mom going, Alita, one of these days, you're going to catch a fish bigger than me, and you're going to be stronger than me. But no, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think she will. I don't think that day's coming because she says I won't touch. I won't bait the fish or bait the hook. Which we use these. I don't know what they are, but they're the fake, the fake things. Lures. Yes, that's what it was. That's how much I know. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I've caught two can openers. I, I do hold a world record in the ocean and in a mainland creek, mm -hmm. creek, creek, and some people say creek, creek. I've literally caught electric can opener. I caught a in in the Mex Mexico off the Caribbean. Mm. An El El Destapador, I think that's how you say it. So it's like one of those manual with the long wood handle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to catch fish, I'm not the guy. <laughs> and Lita, she goes, I won't touch it. And then her mom's like, hey, you got to take a picture of that. I mean, her mom's all excited. You got to take pictures. I'm not touching it. So she's holding it up. And the way she was holding it up, it didn't look as big as it was. Yeah. And her mom said, no, you got to hold it. So her mom got in there and held it up for her as she's like got the little, the little thing that you hold them up with and weigh them. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, we we suck at fishing, but we had a good time. Saw a bunch of bald eagles. Oh yeah, that was impressive. They are super impressive. Love those things. As a matter of fact, up in Alaska, little known fact, they're like pigeons up there. They nest in the hill. Like when we pulled up in a cruise ship one time and saw in Skagway, 
And we looked on the side of this mountain where the boat was, and it was just bald eagle nests all over the side of the mountain. They were coming up, and you know, like pigeons do, they'll land on the end of the side of the boat. These bald eagles are like landing on the side of the boat, just flying wow. around. And they were huge. It was amazing. Yeah, they, saw, they saw food, and it was you. Yeah, it was me. It was all the free food. On, it was all the free food on the ship. Hey, so okay, we got we got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. But uh, real quick, just keep my just keep my wife in prayer. She's struck uh, lower back hurting her, and um, got to keep her in prayer for everyone that's out there in the world listening to this. Pray for my wife. Uh, keep her that she will be healthy, that her back will be healed, and everything will be fine. So, just want to throw that out there for her. But um, hey, we have, we've got, I'm going to start off, I'm going to start off blazing. That's what I'm going to do. You just, you were like a machine this week. By the way, by the way, we're still on air. And by the way, in times that chat. In times that chat. And I got this cool little ticker. We're on True Social. We're on liftable.tv at endtimes.chat. We're on Telegram at endtimes.chat. We can find endtimes.chat on Spotify and iTunes podcasts. I'll let that scroll a couple of times. But I'm going to start off today because here is something that is happening right down the street from me. And um, I'm just going to say that the smoke is real. The smoke is back. And the fire is real. The fire is back. But this right here, this fire is called, interestingly enough, the Mosquito Fire. And about two days, two days into this fire starting, there was this an influx of these huge mosquitoes that happened uh, in our area. And everybody's talking about them. And they're biting mosquitoes. They're, they're the kind where they land on you, you can see them. And when they actually stick their, their whatever into you, you can feel it. It's that it like a right little- to your arm. Oh my gosh, it's it was it's crazy. But anyway, this fire is called the Mosquito Fire. On Friday in the morning, it was about fourteen thousand acres that had burned. By Friday afternoon, it had doubled in size. It was wow. over twenty thousand acres. Now it's a little less than fifty thousand acres. So this right here will just kind of show you uh, a little bit about that, and then this will give you a little idea of some of the fires we've had here over the last say ten years. The King Fire was the was the largest one in this area right here. We had the American Fire, West Westville, and then the Government Fire. I'm tempted to say a joke there, but I think I'll save it. But if we're not here next week, end times chat. But this little town right here called Forest Hill, they have evacuated about four or five towns. We have a couple friends up in this area that have self evacuated because they know that the the fire is prone to move very quickly. And this kind of gives you a little outline of it for real. But I wanted to show you where it was in relation to where I am. I'm not sure if I can sh- if I can find it in here, but take a- check that out. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we were seeing. We were Tiny, Tiny was driving home on Friday, and she was looking up. I couldn't see it where I was because I was I'm down in the valley. But she was driving home, and she saw this man, this this cloud right here that you're looking at. She saw both of those in the distance and said, "How close is this fire?" Well, this fire, as the crow flies, is about 30 miles away. And the winds have shifted back and forth, and air quality has been horrific. But I'm, I, I do want to show you, because I think sometimes, and I, and I know this is true for us in this country, when we see tragedies happen in other countries, that it's when you see those tragedies, when you see videos of them happening in other areas, you think to yourself, wow, that doesn't even seem real. It seems surreal. But I want to show you guys a video 
of what it looks like in that area. So this is somebody that's driving through and some of the devastation that has been happening over there. So that's that right there is the picture of one of the sides of the mountains. But it I don't know how many structures so far burn, but they, they call it fire season now. And it happens here almost every year since the year 2014. So um, pretty crazy what's happening over here. Pretty crazy. Pretty hot. And it's high temperature. Yes. We actually had, okay, <clears throat> we talked about this last week, but I actually felt it. Record-breaking temperatures in this region. And I walked out to my car, my truck that's parked in my garage, uh, not my garage, but outside my garage. And my driveway usually gets 10 to 15 degrees hotter than it is outside. Well, when I stepped in my car, I looked down and the temperature read 125 degrees. Wow. I'm thinking, how hot was the inside of the car? So if the outside of the car is registering that, what is the inside of the car registering? So it must have been close to 145, 150 inside the car when I got in. So anyway, any thoughts, TJ, about that? That's a new diet plan. It is a new diet plan. I don't want that diet plan anymore. All right. So why are we talking about fires? You tell me. You tell me. I asked you. <laughs> We're talking about it's fires your, because. It's your fire, bro. It's not my fire. I'm not claiming hey, it. I started. Yeah. You and those, you and those skeeters. <laughs> uh, we're talking about fires and earth news and the different things about the earth news because Jesus said to us in Matthew chapter 24, also in Luke chapter 21, he said, we need to be watching what's going on in the world. There are signs that happen. And actually, one of the things I, I want to make reference to is the fact that when, when God destroyed uh, mankind as we know it. I should, I'm not sure if I should say he's destroyed, judged mankind as we know it back in Noah's time. He did that with floods. So the rains came, the flood waters rose, and he kind of rebooted everything. So when I think about that and what he actually said was, is I promise never to destroy the world by, by flood again. But we do know in Revelation that Re in Revelation during one of the judgments that their world will be destroyed in some areas will be destroyed by fire, fire. whether it's a volcano whether it's through forest fires whether it's through the me a meteor or some kind of asteroid which is why we talk about those all the time because one of the judgments that comes down from heaven is the fact that it looks like a mountain coming down out of the sky i happen to believe that's kind of like the the asteroids but we don't know for sure there's also when we take a look at the sun moon and the stars it uh, john in the book of revelation talks about the stars falling out of the sky, I happen to think that those are meteors. They could be satellites, I guess, but satellites usually aren't, that, aren't big enough to really kind of have that kind of effect. But you have a meteor shower, and they're, they're coming in like a flood. So that's why we talk about it, GJ. That's why we talk about it. Thank you, sir, for that clarification, because I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be the only one. I'm sure there's other people that are out there thinking the very same thing. <laughs> Hey, so the other thing I had on Earth News before um, I kind of release you on some things that you posted, even though you probably don't remember most of them. I probably don't. And I got a feeling you're going to be, we're going to be shaking for a second. Uh, yes. Okay. So just yesterday, there was a massive, I think it was yesterday, two days ago, a massive 7.7 .7 earthquake in Papua New Guinea. Now, this earthquake was 50 miles down, which is a long ways. But just to show you the impact of what was happening in one of the towns of Papua New Guinea, 
we have this video. Sorry for the noise. This person's going nuts in the background, of course. But you watch, just check that out. That is actual uh, asphalt and ground moving as we're watching it. And towards the end of this video, this video is about two minutes long, but I, I can fast forward a little bit. Towards the end of this video, what you're going to see is, uh, first of all, you see this wall come down on the side over here. You see other stuff falling in the background. There's that wall just fell. But you can see how the earth is just a massive movement. And while we're watching this, oh, see, that guy jumped over. While we're watching this, oh, look at that guy. Look at that guy. He was like on this little island of asphalt. While we're watching this, one of the final judgments that happens, I think it's the seventh bowl that gets released with the final judgment that God pours out on the earth. It is an earthquake like the earth has never seen, leveling mountains. But check that out. You can see how bad it's gotten just in the last few minutes of that earthquake. That earthquake lasted for, I think, a minute, minute and a half. And this was the end result. Just massive. <clears throat> Check that. That's crazy. The other thing is that there was four or five other 5.0 and above, 5.0, I think, to 6.7 earthquakes in that region after this one. Yeah. And, and the church that, look at that car up there, just kind of floating. It looks like it's almost surfing in on a wave of what asphalt. Kind of car, what kind of car is that? Oh, please don't say it. Don't I'm say not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. it. You know what it's I was thinking. You know what I was not, thinking. It's not going to be said. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, so I thought this was really something we should check out. And I know earthquakes, we talk about them a lot, but we don't really see a lot of the massive effects of what happens uh, like this. This is a, just a massive earthquake. If you remember the one that Haiti had several years back that killed hundreds of thousands, I think hundreds of thousands of people, if it were that much, I think. It was incredibly devastating. Wasn't that like an 8.0 or was that higher? I can't yeah, remember. How it, was, it was at least an 8. Yeah, at least an 8. So we're still, we don't know the reports yet, how many people have passed away in this earthquake. So got to pray for the people of Papua New Guinea, also called New Britain in some places over there. Got to pray for them. So be safe if you're over there and you're able to listen to this broadcast. As a matter of fact, I'll probably try to boost it in that area this week so that they can know that we're praying for them. Be praying for them over there. So, GJ, crazy man, crazy. Oh, one of the church we're going to talk about today, the Church of Philadelphia, the Brotherly the, Love, the Church of Brotherly Love. There's also a city in the United States called Philadelphia. I think we all know, but the Church in Philadelphia, that city, actually experienced an earthquake that happened in AD 17 that threw them for a threw them in a, in, a, in a tizzy for years because they, they were very, very scared and afraid. By the way, when I showed you that, that is picture... Is that a technical term? Tizzy? <laughs> a tizzy is a technical term. By the way, I'm not sure if you noticed it or not, but on one of those pictures I showed, there is a town in California called Volcanoville. I just Whoa. saw it today. I'm thinking, I wonder why it's called that. Well, before, I don't know if you got anything on volcanoes. I actually went, like, how many active volcanoes are actually erupting to some degree around the world? 48. Right now, 48? 48 are still erupting and doing something. It doesn't mean that you're seeing the lava flow. It is actually active doing something, though. 48 of them around the world. So wow. that number, which we've talked a lot about over the last two years, isn't going down. I mean, it's like staying right at the same and every now and then one will pop up and 
do its thing. And so 48 active ones, I mean, think about all around the world. So what you were saying earlier, or how that could impact the world or a region, unlike anything we've ever seen, I truly believe that's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. I just hope uh, it's after we're gone. Yeah, me too. I think that uh, you, uh, you got a couple of those videos I sent you from Iceland when the volcano was, the fissure was going off and how people were just, <laughs> it's like sitting there with a picnic basket I, watching I, it. I, you caught me off guard with that one because I, I just, anytime <laughs> I think of Iceland, I just think of those people playing volleyball. I know. I, so I apologize. By the way, my cough is much better. Boop, boop. Hey, all right. Well, I, I sent you a video where the guy's literally showing this explosion happening on the top of this mountain, and they're all standing there. And the guy, the guy's like posing. And then all of a sudden you hear him say, I think we should go down the mountain now. <laughs> you think? Maybe it shouldn't have gone up there to begin with. Yeah. Hope Anything for the shot. safe. GJ, this is all you. Wars and rumors of wars. Tell us why we talk about this and then lead me into what the heck this is. Well, we talk about wars and rumors of war because it says in the end days that there will be wars and rumors of war. So that's why we talk about it. And every week we always have something. Obviously, China, Russia, uh, something in the Middle East has always got something. And, of course, there's other countries around the world. And then you've got China and North Korea. And I don't remember which this one was tied to because I know North Korea, and I might have put, and I know I posted it late, but North Korea is flexing their muscles saying, we have nuclear capability and we feel like we have the ability to be protect ourselves. So they're, I mean, they're just putting it out there front and center. So I don't remember this one. I remember the photo, but I don't remember the article on this one. So no, that was yeah. it. It was North Korea was threatening automatic and immediate nuke strikes if they were provoked. Uh, they were showing this, but they were also sent, came out and said, if we feel that anybody in our uh, upper echelons of government are threatened in any way, we will take automatic and immediate nuke strikes if provoked. So I'd say that that was a pretty clear and present threat, if you, if you ask me. But Very much so. Yeah, wars and rumors. And, of and, and, and even if they don't do it, I mean, again, the rumors. Absolutely. Well, I do have two two things to show here for the next thing that you posted, and um, and then I found I found I found this one actually. This is this is what just happening. What you're saying is that you found something that was better than what I posted, so you had no. To, As a matter of fact, your, no. You big league in me. This past weekend. <laughs> We, we, well, we actually, I, I don't want to say celebrate, we commemorated a uh, massive Commemor event. Commemorate's a good word. Yeah, commemorate is a good word, I think. But this is really, this is really yours. I'm going to show that I saved your actual picture for this for last mm -hmm. on this one because it was so good. And I'll pop that up in just a minute. But GJ, tell mm -hmm. us what happened this past weekend, 9-11. Just talk to us about what you felt on that day, what was going on in your mind. And I'm sure just like me, you probably thought, wow, end times are real. This is a very real thing. So tell us a bit about this. Well, a couple, a couple things. And, and if you study prophecy, there were things that were actually prophesized that something like that would happen in New York city. And, and, and I'm not talking politically or government or anything like that. This was prophesized in the Bible 
that something would happen like this in the Bible in in New York City. And you say, well, why is that? Because a lot of New York City is a hub, one of the main cities of the world that's a hub. So everything pretty much flows through New York City, good and bad. Pick a topic, it flows through New York City, you know, almost uh, in its entirety. And then, of course, you have, you know, the the cities on the co- on the West Coast. So anyway, obviously, 21 years ago, we had the the uh, attack on the Twin Towers that, you know, obviously uh, collapsed. And, you know, I mean, so I, I think everybody knows that, that knows that story. So I don't really need to tell that story. And there's just a lot of things around that from a spiritual standpoint. So, yeah, I did post that one. And. And we'll come back to that. that's another reason why I chose this hat today, by the way, because mm. <clears throat> there's there's a, there's a very subtle symbolic. Maybe you see it. I see it clear as day. Oh, yeah, Some absolutely. people won't see it. Some people just see two towers <clears throat> and the sun. And we can talk about it. So anyway, the when that happened, judgment would come upon the United States, and we could either, like in the Bible, we could turn towards God or we could turn away. And as we share every week, it looks as though we have turned away. I don't believe we've completely turned away from God, but every week we have something that's more evil, more in our face, and we're really coming to a point of exposure, which we can talk about that. Hopefully you post that one on 5783, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So anyway, this photo was taken that morning on 9/11 so 2000 you know September 9 uh, September 11 2001 and when i see that it's like there's a cross right there so i see it L- little did anybody know what was to happen and then the other thing that i that was like okay you've got the the sun coming out across this side of the buildings which that can't happen unless it was photoshop or and they, that wouldn't even be a reflection because of, of how far they are away. So I, I believe from what I see when I see that, and this system, my spiritual, somebody could say, oh, disprove it. Spiritually, though, I believe God was saying, hey, there's a sign right there. Hmm. And I see the cross. I did see that. Isn't that, though, from the other side? Oh, no, that's right. Here's a, you're right about that. You had to Photoshop that in. I was just thinking about that because. Even if you're on the Queens or on the New Jersey side, looking that direction, the towers were not in a position where you could see it that way. They're very, very good, GJ. I didn't catch that actually at first. Hopefully this is recorded and I can go back and listen to what you just said. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm sure I you can. I feel better about myself. <laughs> well, I'm a big fisherman uh, now. I see things now. Yeah. Well, that day, that day for for many of us, actually across the world, was a day that will live on in infamy. There's a lot of question marks around that day still, and about actually what what actually happened. And I know that there are quite a few thoughts, and we'll never really know the truth, I'm sure, unless they're revealed to us. But I will say that that day specifically for me personally was a very impactful day because that was the day that my mom and I reconciled after about 14 years. Of my holding a grudge, so that actually was what spurred me to write the book uh, later in wow. life. So that day will live on for me. What is that book? Just so everybody knows. Oh, it's called "The Lost Art of Relationship." 
You can find it at uh, lostartbook.com. Uh, maybe I'll pop it up here a little bit later, but yeah, lostartbook.com, Lost Art of Relationship. So anyway, to, we just uh, we just commemorated that this past weekend, and uh, we still remember all those that were lost in that. Over 3,500 people were lost that day, and uh, many, many families impacted across the world. So anyway, we actually have another wars. I put that in the wars and rumors of wars because of the fact that it was a terror attack against this country back in 2001. But uh, we also have something else. I'm not sure. I think I'm not sure if you posted it or if I did, but I'll pop it up and we'll see. Here we go. This is not it, but I'm going to move. It was you. Right. It, was you. <laughs> it was me. It was me. Stan so this was from the Times of Israel. And this is the prime minister of Israel. It was you. What's that? It was you. Oh, it was me. I thought you said something else. I'm like, GJ, you can't say that on this one here. What? So Prime Minister Lapierre. G rated show. It is a it is a GJ rated show. So standing next to an F-35 fighter jet, Prime Minister Lapide issues a warning to Iran. He said, and I quote, don't test us. If Iran continues to pose a threat, uh, he also added, it will discover Israel's long arm and capabilities. So there's a lot of posturing going on. I mean, first of all, you got our own administration who does a speech with a black and a red background with two Marines in the background. First time ever in presidential history it's ever happened. Now you got Prime Minister Lapid standing in front of a fighter jet doing what he's doing. Putin's over there in Russia still acting like a crazy person. And Ukraine, they just had a massive, massive uh, win, actually, in the war that's happening over there. I'm not going to mention that today, but they had a massive win over there for them. You just you got China. I did. You got China doing their thing. You got North, North Korea doing their thing. I mean, it's just insane. Taiwan. Taiwan that's, we have, I didn't even see anything, actually, in Taiwan's news. Did you see anything in the news for Taiwan this, this week? This is the first week. I've not seen anything on between China and Taiwan in the 97 weeks we've done this. You know what? That is that's probably the truest statement I have ever heard. But yeah, it was, it's there's a lot of this posturing going on, and it's absolutely insane. This is absolutely insane. All right, we got to move on to leading up to tribulation because this one I know you posted, and I would I wanted to I'll probably just read the video because it's in a different language. But you posted this one with our not so good friend, Mr. Klaus Schwab, of the Whoa. forum. Whoa! So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go and play it. I'm gonna read what it says there at the bottom because it is in a different language. I apologize for the fuzziness of the video. It's not a very high quality video that we downloaded, but it says here today at the end of this we are. It's a news program. They're interviewing Klaus Schwab. He says, we are talking about chips that can be implanted. When will that happen? Certainly in the next 10 years. And at first, we will implant them in our clothes, he says. And then we can imagine that we will implant them in our brains or in our skin. This, and in the end, maybe there will be direct communication between our brain and the digital world. So we've been talking about this literally for the last two years, GJ. Why did you post this one? I posted it because a lot of people do not believe that these types of things would happen. It's like it's way down the road if it would ever happen. 
and why would they? And then then they'll justify, well, some of this is for good. For good. Well, yeah, there is some good sides to it. However, if you just look at what, how everything is evolving, anything, and uh, we've said this over and over. <laughs> I, I know I said this last week. Anything that can be used for good can also be used for evil, and vice versa. And when you start looking at the hierarchy of the world and why they want to do this, they want to control every aspect of our life. He said, well, what's that got to do with this show? What's this got to do with anything? Here's why. Because in the tribulation, so Jesus comes back, we call this the rapture. And so I don't know how many Christians that are alive right now, you know, ascend to heaven with Jesus. So those are the people that are still on earth that are alive. They ascend with Jesus to heaven. So all of a sudden, I don't know, a billion people, I don't know how many are Christians when that happens. Well, let's just say a billion people go. That's a lot of people. And they want to implement safety. They want to in, in implement security. They want to implement every aspect of life that can be that can be tracked for protection, for safety. And then they end up using it against you. And what we're seeing is people that are in the highest levels around the world are all for these types of things. And they're being implemented in different parts of the world. A lot of times we don't hear about it because they don't want us to know. So to me, it's back, by the way, in times.chat. <laughs> I can't <laughs> find it. So anyway, they're talking about this front and center. This isn't a conspiracy. This isn't, this might happen. This is happening. And some of these things are already being implemented. And then some things are actually, you know, a little bit down the road. So a lot of these things by 2030 is the goal for a lot of things. And we're seeing it. And all the technology, we're seeing the wave of technology continue to uh, speed up what can be done and how it can be done and to the size of things can be done. I mean, right now, we've, we've shown many times on the show, you know, a grain, a, the size of a grain of rice can store all this data and communicate, can transmit and receive. So, I mean, that exists right now. And then we're seeing more cars. You know, the thing, how think cars are being created now and what they can do to they can actually drive by themselves. And, um, you know, there's places that that are already having that implemented. So reason I post it is to show that these things are happening and they're happening at a much faster rate than most people realize. And a lot of times you can say, hey, this is good. We also know there's an evil side to it. And then after Jesus takes those that are Christians that have given their their life to Jesus, they're gone. You'll still have that opportunity, possibly, if you don't die, <clears throat> you know, because there's going to be a lot of chaos. They're going to use these things to control you, and if you don't play along, then they're going to come for you, and then you're going to end up dying. And one of the main ways they're going to do it is beheading with, with a guillotine. And th th there's literally guillotines in storage in different countries, I mean, tens of thousands, and say that would never happen. We never thought a lot of these things would happen, and it's happening. It's so I probably said too much. Why? Wow, so, that's awesome, man. Go for it. In times that chat. In times that chat. Speaking of end times that chat, brave new world. What's Whoa. that? Oh yes, yeah, you can be sponsored right here. Oh my cup, your cup, make it happen. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so I, I saw this on, I think it was Gateway 
Pundit, I think is the name of this website. Yeah, Gateway Pundit. This was, there was a lot of talk. There was actually a lot of different articles about this. Yeah, I wanted to pick a, a news source that everyone would recognize, most people would recognize. But this right here, it talks about credit card companies using special codes to track your gun purchases here. Now, this is here in the United States. We know that in many other countries, I mean, I was actually in Ireland and Iceland, and actually in Iceland, the police don't even carry guns. So it's like you know, some other places, they don't even have the police carry guns. But th this is something that credit card companies are starting to use here in the United States, potentially to use a special code to track your gun purchases. So that way they know who you are, where you are, where you live, and how much you spent on your gun. Total invasion of privacy, absolutely 100% invasion of privacy, especially when credit card companies should not be collecting that kind of info anyway. But that's a whole other story for another law discussion later. And there's also, GJ, another, another one that I think you posted. I'm not sure. Did you read this article about the executive order that's a threat to the dollar? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's supposed to go into effect. Some, a lot of it's supposed to go into effect in December of this year, and it's all designed. Which why would so going back to the one is is they can track whatever you want, you what you're going to spend on. And and what Danny used is one example. Well, why? Because they want to control who has, you know, weapons. In this case, it's also about the dollar and being able to. Um, I go to the again going to a one. I mean, we're headed to the one world government dollar that everybody uses, and um, and this is another example. I mean, it's this came out in March, I believe, of this year, and it's to go into effect. I think certain things are, you know, how it, anything they do in executive order typically it takes time to implement. So some of it may have already been implemented, but in this case, their goal is to implement these things in you know starting in December and how fast will that happen I, I don't know but as we can see across the world inflation is at an all-time high and you know all these different countries wars rumors of wars so it makes sense in a lot of ways lo logically but when you start looking at it at a deeper level there is evil tied to this and how they can control it and they can control every aspect of what you do regardless whether you're a good person, regardless if you're doing everything right. And we're seeing in China that they're, they're already doing these things. Well, one of the thing, the, three of the things that this executive order that was signed in uh, March 9th, 2022, uh, and now this, it doesn't, I have, it, I have downloaded the actual order and I'm going to read through it. And I did look through this particular section. So I can confirm that the outcome of what is written here in this article is very, very possible based off the executive order that I wrote. Don't take my word for it. Go and look it up yourself. Exec excuse me, executive order 14067. The three things that, this put, that could potentially happen from this, legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens, total control over your bank accounts and purchases, especially the ones without cash because you won't have any, and the ability to silence all dissenting voices. So think about this. They could shut down your banking or shut down your credit card, shut down your ability to transfer money back and forth because you're a dissenting voice in some aspect. Now, we already saw that happen 
just a couple of weeks ago. No matter where you stand on the aisle, and GJ and I do not take a political stand here on this show, uh, we have our own thoughts and feelings about it, but we don't take a political stand. So those of you who are on Facebook land and YouTube, I want you to hear that part right there. But you know, just a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night, we had our own current administration standing up there saying that he was targeting certain people of our country and saying that they are a threat, an extremist threat to our democracy. So putting that into place, and I also read an article that about 35 to 50 people that are part of the previous administration's leadership are now being investigated by the FBI and getting audited by the IRS. So this stuff's already happening right now, and, and it continues to happen. This was signed in March 9th. 2022, nobody talked about it. Nobody even knew it happened. I mean, not in the general public. And this is the kind of thing that can happen. This is what this one person, uh, Mr. Ricards, uh, actually said. I'll have to figure out who he is. He's a, he, oh, he's a, he's part, he's a former advisor to both the CIA and the Pentagon. He said that we're in a major upheaval for the US dollar, he says. In fact, I predict the third great dollar earthquake has already started. The first was Roosevelt confiscating private gold in 1934. I wasn't around for that, but I do remember the history talking about them bringing all the gold in and storing it. The second was Nixon. Well, you know, I wasn't here. I was with Moses. The second was Nixon. Nixon abandoned the gold standard in 1971. And now there's a new alternative to the U.S. dollar, potentially retiring the U.S. dollar based off of what this is. Now, just like you said, GJ, a lot of people think this can't happen. And it, that's so some far off, as it says here, some far off pipe dream, but it's literally happening as we speak. You did and mention around the world. And a lot of times, and we've seen it here in, in the States, like a lot of times a state will try some, typically New York or California, because huh, it has the most people. And, you know, like we said, the gateways from the East and the West, they will, well, they will try something and implement it. And then they'll either modify it, and then it starts to take, and it starts to move towards other states. So just like we're seeing other countries, this is actually happening, and it's more than one country already. So so these things are happening. And whether it happens to the fullest or whatever, we don't know. Well, we do know eventually it does happen. Well, this one right here, GJ, is one you posted. There are a couple of YouTube videos. I don't really have a story to show you, but. This was about the Hebrew New Year. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. And I'm going to shift over at that point to the message because we got about 10, 15 minutes left. There's the, the, I think this would be a good segue. So there, there's another there's another one um, on 5783. So that has more of a, a cover photo. So it's a different one. So <clears throat> right now we're in September. We're coming to the end of 5782, which is 5,782nd year of the Jewish calendar. And it always starts at the end of September. So the new year, 5783, will start later this month. So if you study any of this, uh, you'll start to see prophecy built into this. And if you go backwards, you'll start to see what, you know, what the meaning of the. And so he's showing some different Jewish uh, letters there, and they all have meaning. And and so it, you start to put it all together. It's like, oh, my gosh. So 5782 was like an awakening. Well, I think we can say we've been awakened, and they're literally talking about it in mainstream media on all fronts. What are we being awakened to? I believe God is awakening and shaking. That's why we talk about earthquakes. That's why we talk about the volcanoes. That's why we talk about the fires. 
That's why we talk about all the pestilences and, and the fires and the wars and rumors of war and all these things that are happening. God is shaking things up. So that's an awakening. That's it's an opening. And then 5783 is actually exposure. So it's exposing good and bad. And if you really dive into it, and, I, and I'll stop it after this statement, is that exposing what? Exposing both good and evil. So I believe if you look at a lot of the things that we see here, and I mean, here we are talking about 9-11. I think a lot of people don't know really what happened. Maybe that's one of the areas that gets exposed. I don't know. What I do know is things like that, I believe, are going to be exposed to what really happened. Maybe it's not 9-11, but something like that on a global front, both in the church, in the political world, in the economic world. So pick all the main things. I believe that exposure is going to be happening. The other thing that it, that it, that it says is that you <clears throat> those that change for good will be blessed further, and those that don't will actually suffer greater consequences. And you can say, well, well, that sucks, and it does. However, being awake, turning to Jesus, opening up, and he said, that's not a threat. That's not like, God, why would God would do that? God gives us the opportunities to make choices. God gave us a free will. God gave us the ability to turn towards him. He also gave us the ability to turn away. And right now we're seeing evil at its right in our faces. By the way, you missed one of the things that I thought we should have on there. It was about a show that's coming out. There's a show coming out, and there was a easy um, short concert series before one of the football games because we just started football season. And very satanic symbolism. I don't know if the song was. I just know if you just turn the volume down and just watch. Very symbolic to Satan, Satanism that's right in our face. There's a TV show about to come on on mainstream TV here in the States, and it's about Satan. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. I mean, so it's like right out in our face. Why would that happen all of a sudden? It's been a buildup over years, more, you know, bit by bit by bit. But now, there, I mean, Satan's not holding back. Yeah, there's, there's the, the constant series. A lot of symbolism there, just like in the Super Bowl a year, year or so ago. So the, they, they use symbolism. And some people say, oh, that's just cool. It's dance. It's art. You start understanding there is symbolism to everything that Satan does. And there's symbolism that everything God does. And a lot of times we just don't see it. And if we could see into the spiritual world, we'd have a more understanding of what that really is. Sometimes you can see it. Sometimes you can feel it. And again, it's happening right before us. So I know I, I veered off a little bit uh, to 5783. So we're about to go into a new year on the Jewish calendar. And I believe a lot of things are going to become public that haven't been public for years or generations. And what are those? I have no idea. I have my thoughts. And, uh, you know, obviously this show, if that happens, we'll talk about it. Back to you. Back to me. In times.chat. Times That's where we're going to be, baby. We've been talking about the seven letters that Jesus had John write to the seven churches of, of that time. There were more than seven churches, but he was asking him to specifically write to these churches. And I, and I believe 
Personally, I believe that the reason why Jesus chose these seven churches were because of the seven different things that they were experiencing and going through, the good things and also the things they needed to work on. Well, there's one church out of all seven of those that has nothing negative. He didn't say anything negative about them at all. And so that one is called the Church of Philadelphia. Jesus says to, in the first verse of Revelation, no, Revelation chapter uh, three, verse seven, he says, write this to the angel of the Church of Philadelphia. This is the message from the one, that's Jesus, who is holy and true. Now, these two attributes, holy and true, are used of the Lord in Revelation chapter 6, verse 10, by the martyrs. The martyrs are those people who have been killed for their faith and belief in Jesus and as the Son of God. He was called that by the martyrs who appealed to God regarding his revenge on those who killed them and thought they would get away with it. And here's the thing. God's holiness demands justice to be done. It just does. And the fact that he is true, which means genuine and faithful, demonstrates that his character can be relied upon. Justice will come in God's timing. That's why we have this show, the End Times Chat. We want to talk about the possibilities that are out there, see what's going on in the world. God's judgment is not going to happen just down the road. It's actually happening on many different levels right now. But the true end time judgment that's going to be happening is going to be much more, uh, it's going to be greater than anybody's ever seen on this planet. It's going to be more devastating than you could ever understand. And that's why we want to bring this to you, not to, not to scare you into the kingdom of God and scare you into a relationship with Jesus, but just say, hey, you don't have to be afraid of these things if you give your life over to Christ. Now, here's the deal. The power of Jesus Christ has already won. He's already won. He has the ultimate authority and he has the ultimate control over heaven and the treasures that are there. Because God is holy, which means he will not lie. And because he is true, meaning he is totally reliable, we can trust him to reward us wonderfully when we respond to him. Revelation 3, 7 goes on. The one who has the key of David, what he opens, no one can close. What he closes, no one can open. The key of David is referred to in Isaiah chapter 22, verses 20 to 25. There's a man called Eliakim who was the manager in King Hezekiah's household, and he was able to open and shut the doors that led into the treasures of the king. Well, Jesus is the one who holds the key of David, as it says here in Revelation 7, and he opens and shuts the door into his messianic kingdom. Now, if the door is the symbol of opportunity and entrance, then the key is the symbol of authority and control. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8 continues and says, I know all the things you do. Now, Jesus is talking to the church of Philadelphia. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Jesus knows all of the things that we do, that are in obedience to him. And he also knows all the things that we do that are not in obedience to him. This is seen in his words, I know all the things you do. Well, the city of Philadelphia and the church there were located in a strategic city, a gateway to many areas of the ancient world. This was a city dedicated to the spread of Greek language and culture. And what made this group of believers in Philadelphia so special 
that they would receive such a wonderful encouragement from Jesus. And we're going to find out next time when we chat that he goes on and continues to encourage them. Well, what made these people so wonderful? There are three reasons that are given, and they can be strong recommendations and encouragements for us today. Number one, dependence on the Lord's strength. They were not the strongest Christians. They were not the most influential Christians. They didn't have great numbers of people coming to their church every single day, nor did they have outstanding leaders that had unusual talents. But their, but their quote, little strength brought encouragement from Jesus himself. That's, that explains, JJ, a lot of churches in our world today that are living in humility and a dependence on the Lord's strength. The second thing that he says is he had, they had dedication to God's word. They guarded the word of God in such a way as to bring a commendation from Jesus himself. They were loyal to God, proving the validity of their faith. Obedience to God's word is still the proof of our love for Jesus. And GJ, I mentioned to you a little earlier, John 14, 21 and James 1, 22 to 25. Before I get to the third thing, why don't you tell us what Papa Reynolds has to say about either one of those two? And I'm going to put it on mute because Journey's making a ruckus in the back one. <laughs> well, as my dad wrote in his Bible, and he, he wrote a bunch, a bunch. <laughs> so I, I went over to James and he says, God does not tempt. So if you're being tempted, it is not from him. It is definitely from Satan. In James chapter 1, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. And then jump down to 17, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And so my dad wrote several words here. You know, grace, he wrote, talked about grace here, and God, God forbids partiality or snobbery. Love is the key from, for overcoming partiality. So, again, love thy neighbor as thyself. And sometimes that's very hard, especially when we're seeing wicked things. The one thing is when I see somebody that's wicked now or doing wicked things, the first thing I think of is, like, obviously they've lost their way. In some way, and where did that go? Where did they go awry? And it might have been, you know, as a young kid or, you know, whatever. And they still have a shot of being redeemed in God's love because God wants redemption. He wants you to turn away from sin, turn away from whatever. And some of, some of you may be saying, hey, I've done too many bad things. I don't know what to do. I'm not worthy. You are worthy because God created you. Satan will tell you you're not worthy. Satan will say your identity is something that's not correct. And, believe, and then a lot of times I see people start to believe these lies that aren't true. So God stands on truth. As Dan said, God is, is on truth. He is holy and he has grace. So despite all these crazy things that we talk about are going to happen, it's judgment. There's persecution, both from the evil side. And God is saying, hey, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate that. It's already forewarned. What's going to happen? So we all have that 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 opportunity, and the shaking and the warnings are happening, as Dan said. We're seeing it right now, and that's going to continue to happen. And as we say a lot of times, it says in the Bible, there will be persecution. There will be pestilences. There will be perilous times. And we're seeing that on all fronts. 
And, and every week we talk about something. So we're seeing it, we're living it. So for you, you have the opportunity to avoid a lot of this. And me and Dan know that, hey, we may not avoid it. However, we know that in the end, God is in full control. God has our best interests. And I look at where am I going to spend eternity? Eternity. That's forever. It's not for a little time. It's forever. It's not a lifetime. It's forever. Where are you going to spend it? Heaven or hell? I choose heaven. I choose heaven. Amen. And how do you do that, man? If well, you have a mic on. Oh, I do. I do. Well, I mentioned there were three reasons that were given. And I, now that you uh, thankfully you pushed us right to that level of making this decision. The first one is dependence on the Lord's strength. Dedication to God's word was number two. The third is devotion to Jesus himself. The church of Philadelphia was, were loyal to the name and character of Jesus because they did not deny him in his name. They believed that Jesus is God in human flesh and that to deny his true nature means that you are not a believer and that you do not have the Holy Spirit with you. You actually have the spirit of Antichrist. So if that's you today and you want to grab a hold of dependence on the Lord's strength, be dedicated to God's word and to be devoted to Jesus himself. And you want to say, you want to invite Jesus in your heart right now? Then you, you can say that prayer with us and you can live this life and, and have the commendations that Jesus gave to the church of Philadelphia if you do these three things. And all you had to do is say this prayer with me. Wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, if this is you, drop whatever you're doing and say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, we love you. We believe that you are the son of God, that you came to take away our sin that you came to make us right so that we can have a relationship with you. We believe that you are the son of God. We know that you came to die on the cross for us in human form as all fully God and fully man, that you died on that cross, but you conquered over death, hell, and the grave. You rose to life and that you went to be with your father in heaven and to give us all an opportunity to have a relationship with God. So Lord, we accept that. We ask you to come and live in our heart and be a part of our lives, Lord, and give us the strength and the boldness to live it out. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Well, hey, we will see everyone next week. And uh, we love you, GJ. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks, my man. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, we'll see everybody next week. Love you and uh, praying for you. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.